Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. About as I expected that. That was about I've never, right. I've never loved that. I've never loved that interest more than this week after SmackDown. Oh, God bless. No doubt about that. All right, we'll talk about that in a second. Welcome in. It is episode number eleven thousand two hundred sixty-three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and uh, this week via the phone, at least for now. The main event. AJ Francis, who we hope we can get some uh, uh, technology straightened out with. I'm not even going to bother to be bothered by it this week. Um, so, so I guess there's so much. God, we could not have more to do on this week's show, and we're we're recording in very difficult circumstances because uh, all of our time windows are very awkward, and we're all in different places, and we all have different things going on in our lives. But other than that, it's probably going to be the best show we ever do. Um, Right, so just be prepared for that already. Coming up later on in the program, yes, we're going to talk about a boatload about All In. That's very clearly a major, major thing that has happened in the professional wrestling industry. And we're excited that Dr. Britt Baker is going to join us later on in the show after she was part of uh, the women's match at All In and uh, turned a lot of heads with her entrance music selection at All In, of course, as she went with the former Ring of Honor theme song of her boyfriend, Adam Cole, uh, which was awesome. We will talk to her about that as well, and we will share some thoughts after. Hey, hey. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, also, later on in the program, I'm excited. I told hold Aaron. On, hold on. So she's Adam Cole's baby? I, you know, it, it's funny because you're not the first to say that. <laughs> um, uh, that yes, that is ac- absolutely accurate. Uh, also, later on in the program, I told Aaron last week I had, as everybody knows, I've been a Juice Robinson fan for mm-hmm. 57 years, um, and and everything Juice Robinson related, I have known about. I have led other people to Juice Robinson over the years. I'm that guy. Well, very similarly, I've been a Barrington Hughes fan, I think, since basically <laughs> the exact same time. I think it's been yeah. about 57 years. that I, So I said, I discovered Barrington Hughes, and I said to Aaron... I need you to get him on the show this week. And Aaron said, go fuck yourself. But, thankfully, I went ahead and got him on the show this week myself. So we'll talk to Barrington Hughes from MLW. Uh, who, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with Barrington Hughes, all you need to do really is do, go to a Google image search of him. He's about to be your favorite pro wrestler. <laughs> he is amazing. Uh, he weighs about 500 pounds. He's awesome. I can't wait to chat with him later on in the show. So that's what's coming up. Um, in the first segment, we will talk about the week that was in WWE on uh, Raw and SmackDown. Then we will get to uh, All In segment number two. Before that, 
AJ, obviously, uh, things did not go the way that we wanted them to go for you last week. Do you want to say anything? Do you want to address all the dicks on the Internet? What do you want to do? Uh, no, um, there's a lot of dicks on the Internet. Just Google dicks. But, um, <laughs> You're a lot of dicks at all in. Coming out with Joey Ryan. That's true, too. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, the thing is, like, that I got, I got cut, and it's just, I mean, that's how the NFL works, man. Like, I definitely did not. I don't think deserve to get cut. I don't think anybody who watches the tape knows that that's the case. But, you know, teams decide to go in different directions. The good thing is I've already had work out with another team, and I might be with them as soon as this week. So, you know, I'm not tripping. I get extra days off. I'm still about to go chill. I'm still able to come and, you know, hopefully I'll be able to do, well, I mean, Maybe I'll be able to do uh, right. uh, a <laughs> right. segment with you guys next week. This is the most awkward thing ever because we're in that point where we're like, yeah, that would be great, but also, no, we don't want that because we want you to be signed at this point next week. But, too. Yeah, Why are you I mean, gainfully employed? My agents already talked to a bunch of teams. A lot of teams show interest. Um, there's at least two teams that I, can, I can't say, but I'm at the top of their list of guys to come in. So um, I've already done a workout with one team, so another team. So it's like I'm just sitting there waiting enjoying my time because I'm going to be somewhere so I'm not really sure but I'm still in the main event whether I'm, I play football or not football is just something that pays me well that's true. That's a good point. It's hard to turn down those checks, dog. It is hard. <laughs> yeah, you ever want to slide one along, uh, we'd be willing to help with... Uh, with, with... Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> so that's that. AJ is a free agent at the moment, but by the time you listen to this, that might not be the case any longer. That's absolutely true. All right. He's um, just following Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, a free agent now. AJ has to be a free agent. That's true. That's Brie true. Bell is also a free agent, so we're good. Yeah, Brie Bella, well, I mean, like, she's, I, I, I guess, like, I'm waiting for Brie Bella to show up on 205 Live next week, just to, just to, just to see if maybe she can fit in on every show. All right, um, as far as this week is concerned, the moment that we had been waiting for, we all knew it was coming, Drake Maverick has joined the Authors of Pain, and it makes all of the sense in the world, you guys. <laughs> Nothing looks better than him in that suit that was clearly not made for him. Correct. What the F was that? Here's the thing. It makes no sense, but it's Drake Maverick as a manager on our screen, so I'm kind of willing to let oh, it I'm, slide, right, even I'm, though it's completely illogical. I, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just like, what? What? Wait, what? I'm, I'm all for it, but why did he also have to get in tactical gear? That part. <laughs> well, like, hey, why do baseball managers have to wear uniforms? I understand, they but they should. but they all wear uniforms. <laughs> like, all of them do. It's not like they pick and choose. He's the only one of the managers. It's not like Paul Heyman comes out with a back tattoo. <laughs> like, How awesome would that be, though? I'm not saying it, Maverick is just better than Paul Heyman. Maybe, Have you ever thought of that? Maybe you're right about that. I almost like more that they kind of didn't address how absurd it was. Because, my God, what could you say in that circumstance? <laughs> That would not make it absurd. Like, like, what is the you know what? What could Drake Maverick have said on Monday night where you'd have been like, "Oh, now I understand it." Nothing. Right. So just go with this. Just go with the "it's happening because it's happening" route, and I'm I'm fine with that actually. Like, I think and I just want to make sure that all you internet dorks that are okay with this happening for no reason don't bitch you the next time something happens to Roman for no reason. Oh. Oh, AJ. Oh, that's sweet of you. That's that's just such a thoughtful sentiment. 
Um, yeah, you're kidding yourself. So uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm bitching about other illogical things on this show right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I, I can't even like that was just such my favorite part of Raw because like God bless, God bless you doing that at all. It is beautiful. Um, there's a little bit of a continuity issue with the fact that Baron Corbin can't control anything. He's he's lost complete control. Guys have to be arrested. Good things are so out of control. But yet, he's the one that's doing a great job in performing other people's per- job reviews. Like, <laughs> it's a little bit of a... There, a... There's, this was almost like... It, they kind of took this episode out of time as far as the continuity issues go. And you have... Kevin Owens running out to help okay. Braun Strowman. <laughs> okay, we need to talk about that. I get it. When somebody says they quit, it doesn't matter, right? Like, I understand right. that. But, like, at the bare minimum, <laughs> to not just pretend like it didn't happen. And I guess the, the, the announcers, like, acknowledged that he had said the week before that he quit, but, like... Again, the bare minimum. The absolute bare minimum minimum of he said he quit but he literally just came back re-entered into a st- like wait, not ah <laughs> uh, whatever you know what i mean like i'm i'm spent from having to try to to figure out what's going on but it it speaks to what we talked about last week which was the gut that i had was remember what i said is like hey if they've got a plan for this awesome but if i've got a gut they don't have a plan for this and based on what happened this week i'm pretty sure that was their way of screaming no we didn't have a plan for this at all. Was it just me, or did it seem like almost the entire show was kind of like almost a hard reset? You had the, you know, they had announced one tag match last week, and then they're like, no, we'd rather have this other tag match. You had Kevin Owens come back inexplicably. It seemed like a lot of this was almost a hard reset on a lot of the storylines. No, it, it is. A, it, that's exactly what it is, because... They have made, because of the match they have booked in Australia and just how things have been playing out, they kind of have to go all in with Braun as a heel with this heel faction. All in, huh? <laughs> yeah. All in. You know, you know, people played poker before idiots thought wrestling was better. <laughs> yeah, I've, done it, I've done it five times in the last two weeks unintentionally. I'll probably do it again this episode. I, I know. Poker. It, greater than time conglomerate wrestling um well we'll see uh, <laughs> um i i i i hear you it's it's still it, it's awkward but at the same i don't know what it is about like this is the type of stuff that usually genuinely bothers me maybe because they did it with so many things that all of it was so absurd right. i don't i don't know like i kind of just found myself walking away from saying like all right well that all just happened <laughs> like it's Drew Gulak wasn't on the beatdown for no real why not, reason. Why right? not, Like, why not, Andrew? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, Drew Gulak. Well, I know it. I, that's the thing. Like, I love Drew Gulak and I want more. It doesn't really make any sense, but the hell, why not? <laughs> why not have Drew Gulak out there? And that's sort of the theme that I took away from Raw this week was, like, it was all bat-ass absurd. <laughs> but in a way, because it was all bat-ass absurd, like, it would have been... It would have bothered me more had it been, like, one really glaring thing that stuck out. But because it was all so goddamn insane, in a way, I just sort of walked from it away from it like, okay, that happened, that was cool. <laughs> that episode made no sense, but as long as the entire episode making no sense, they have consistency, yeah, I it's, guess. It's, there's, weird, there's, there's continuity in the incontinuity, or the non whatever the, the, the opposite of that word is, the non-continuity. Like, it, 
it's bizarre, but uh, okay, this is this is what we've got. This is this is what we're doing. Cool. <laughs> like, I'm still not really sure of a lot of things. I, I guess we did get the tease that could potentially set up um, Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey, and uh, okay. The more I've thought about that, though, the more I'm bothered. If it's going to be – shouldn't it be Sasha and Bailey versus Nikki and Bree? Like, shouldn't that be – as far as tag teams are concerned? Oh, no. No, no. It's going to be the Riot Squad. But what? We've done that. It's going to be the Riot Squad and Sasha and Bailey. If they're on different sides of the bracket, that's those are my picks. But I've seen that on Raw, like, a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, well, are, are, are we assuming that it's the tag, tag titles? Like, titles. they need to introduce those real quick if that's the case. Well, no, they could introduce them literally in the weeks leading up to the, the show. Like, that's not a problem. Like, they, they can do that. There's still time. Um, but n- All they need is two All they need is two tag team matches on Raw and SmackDown for two weeks. Like, that's, Fair. And that's a whole tournament. Right, exactly. And I, I and I think that'll be easy and fine to do. I, I The more I've thought about, though, I'm just bothered because, again, if we're talking about the first ever... And and you know they could do the thing where they where like they like to do with tournaments where, oh, uh, we're the semifinals and the finals. Right, right. and they, they could easily do that. Absolutely. No question about that. Um, I, th- what bothers me is I keep thinking about it being the first ever, the first ever, and, like... As far as women's tag teams are concerned, right, it's not as if there haven't been other women who have regularly or semi-regularly partnered with each other. It's still a rarity in the, the, the big picture of professional wrestling. But it wasn't for the Bella Twins, right? Like, they were regularly doing something that not everybody else was regularly doing. So the notion of having a first-ever women's tag titles match... And them not being in it, as much as I get for Nikki Bella, it makes more sense individually to want to be in a Ronda Rousey match in the main event. I don't know. It. it I, I keep thinking that's not the way it should be. It should be the Bellas. It's going to be Nikki versus Ronda, which is so much better than being in the tag team title match. For her, I get it. And, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. Maybe and not for, for Brie Bella. <laughs> like, <laughs> but Brie's going to get to probably squash Maurice. I don't think that's better than being in the first ever tag title match. Not for Bree. Right. <laughs> like, but if you add the two together. Yeah, maybe. you're saying that it averages out to come out on top? Like, yeah. Maybe, I guess. Ronda Rousey for the Oh, I hear you. Yes, that's... tag team titles with your sister? I'm just saying. No, right. I, again, for Nikki, I fully understand why you want it this way. <laughs> it's that there's another one, and if you're Bree, you're sort no, of but, like... I mean, I'm saying, but, like, Bree's also not a selfish person. Like... Bree would also be like, yeah, that'd be mm. cool for us to be the tag team. <laughs> you, you think Bruh, she... I don't think... I, don't, I really honestly don't think that Bree would have an issue with her sister being the main event of the first women's ever paper. Right, I, I, I understand what... I understand what you're saying. And what I'm talking about is really more from my perspective than it is from their perspective, right? Yes, Which is you, like all wrestling fans, are fucking selfish. Well, yeah, like all human beings are fucking selfish. Like, yes. I'm not. I, oh. I what, what's best for the... Dude, name one time I've ever wondered what was best for me and not for the rest. Name one. Well, you prefer... How many... We've had 300 episodes. There was something recently, and I've already forgotten what it was, but there was something recently where I was like, I can't believe this is what AJ is saying. No. Uh, no. Never about a wrestler. Somebody pull the tape. Somebody... Brian Powell, get on it. Never about a wrestler, because I want what's best for them, because I know a lot of them. Well, yeah, I understand that. See, but... Oh, actually, there is one. Ryback. Yeah, go. He can go fuck himself. <laughs> exactly right. Fuck Man. Ryback. Yeah, fuck Ryback fuck forever. Ryback, but everybody else that's ever wrestled, cool. All right, I have no <laughs> intentions of going to WrestleMania next year. 
But if we end up going and Ryback is back in the company, we should totally and not like talk about it. We should totally wear like fuck Ryback shirts around <laughs> as like anti with the big circle with the line something it. like that, right? And just to, like because it'd be the most confusing. Like nobody would understand why in God's like, name. Why are these guys hate Ryback? Correct, right? Like who? No one cares about exactly. Ryback enough to hate him, right? Like nobody, exactly. no one would ever wear a pro Ryback T-shirt. Why is anyone wearing an anti Ryback T-shirt? <laughs> like what is there be? These guys have serious qualms. With Ryback. All right. No, no, no. I think that'd be a really good thing to do. I think we should think into – but I'm not going. F that. I'm going to New Orleans instead. We can go to do WrestleMania there. Um, look, I, again, I get it. All I'm saying is that I think for – and it's a little bit for me, but it's also for telling the story of the first ever women's tag team championship match. I, I, I think that story should have been told with – like, the real first-ever women's tag team. And I know that's not true, because I know other women's tagged together before, but no one ever did it like the Bella Twins did until they came along. At least on the modern era. You're talking about, like, the 90s. You had the, the women's tag titles actually exist, right. but yeah, right. recently. Right. So just, so just so we're all together and he's... We're pretending Lake Cool wasn't a thing? Or? Yeah, but it wasn't like this. Lake Cool existed at a much smaller level. Like, it was neat and it was... They're literally just sisters. That's the, like, the, what makes... Yeah, that's pretty significant. <laughs> it, it's it's the only tag team they've cared about long enough to keep around for like a year. More that's what I'm year. saying. Like they, they, but they've but, but they've broken up though. Yes, but they kept getting back together. <laughs> like they're sisters. They're I the understand that. I'm not saying that they're not sisters. That is a big part of the story. So my, so my thing is like, don't you feel that way about them as a tag team? Is because they're sisters. Yes, but they but they're still sisters. Not, not because they're a great tag team together. I, like Lake Cool was a great tag team together. That's the point I'm making. I dig it, but they were only they only did it for a like little the bit. The iconics, the iconics are a great team. But I don't know that the iconics will exist in two years. Whereas the Bella Twins <laughs> have existed. Do you hear the Do you hear the heat that they? I, un- I do. I understand that, and I hope that they exist. But I also don't know that at some point the WWE will just wake up one morning and say, "Yeah, we really don't have anything for them right now. Let's put them mean, up and put them on different shows." Beth Phoenix and Natalia were wonderful, and they only lasted what, like six months? Right. Like I think if you, go, I think that would also be cool to have the Iconics. Imagine the Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey for the tag team titles. That match would be insane. Nick Royce is one of the most underrated performers in the world today. No one would put Blaine Royce in her. They're like top five women wrestlers right. on the planet, or top five women wrestlers in WWE. But she is so damn good. Well, nobody's arguing with you on that, dog. I mean, like, you ain't gonna get an argument from me. I, I of of the options that are left, I guess that. Oh, you know who you know who my dark horse is, though. Who? Uh, Asuka and Naomi. Huh, I like that, but again, it, it's it's a team that's been together for all of you know a night. <laughs> like, yeah, but but one has Asuka and the other. Has I know. I hear you. Uh, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear We're not you. complaining and about that. Right. You, I just want to see the. Uh, I just want to see their how they're going to combine their interests because that could be amazing. So don't we? Don't we already know? Haven't we heard about? Oh, oh no. They they switched that. It was at one point they were thinking it was going to be Lita Oscar, but now it's Lita Mickey James. Right. So right, right. yeah. All right. Um. Let's touch on SmackDown as well. Oh, hold, 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 before we. Oh yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Fellas, I have a question for you. Yes. Best match on Raw this week. I've realized how much I prefer when there's one obvious answer. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, like, all I'm going to say this first. All of the matches on Raw this week were underwhelming compared to weeks before. Correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. That being said, oh god, now I got to. Now I'm really have to think about. I, I guess the tag title match. I guess. Yeah, but was it a really great match, or was it just that something well, cool happened? None, nothing was a really great match, so I'm just kind of, you know. I liked Finn's match. It yep. was fine. I don't know. I'm fine with calling it the tag title match, and just that I, right. I can give that my vote. Tag title match. So. Plus, it's probably the only votes the B team will get all year. So B team. Did they already win one? Did they really? Yeah, they they, they have. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I lied. All right. So let me. Oh, and while you add it up, can we talk about how? Thank effing God, the Undertaker came out because I was prepared to decry that as the worst segment I had seen. Okay. What? Oh, I was going to say, go go ahead, sorry. (laughs) Until the moment the Undertaker's music hit, I actually genuinely felt bad for Shawn Michaels. (laughs) Because it honestly for a moment felt like he... Oh, what's happening? What, what, what? Like, okay. No, I'm just laughing at you. Oh, all right. He, <laughs> I honestly felt bad. For like he was so. It was, it was painful. It was painful. It was the was same happening. thing, and he even made jokes about how it was the same thing they use him for over and over again. But it was, but it wasn't funny. Like he couldn't right. making fun of himself. He couldn't be funny. It was right. awful. It was unbearable what was going on like i wanted to put the old dog down in that moment i was like god i love you but i don't at first it was the god fucking forsaken movie that you made me watch and then bailed on us coming on the show now it's this like i just 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 don't be done don't show up anymore we don't need any more i don't i don't want to remember you this way um thankfully the undertaker's music hit now if this did, is suppo- did that make you want to see Taker Triple H? No, oh no, Lord no! I didn't. It didn't make me want to say. But I, you can't. There's nothing you can do. That, it's going to happen, and it's fine. But th- this whole thing has just been absurd. It's it's ridiculous. But more concerning is the notion that people have that this is going to lead to another Shawn Michaels Undertaker match. At which point, come on! Like, did did you, did you hear the latest rumor though? Which is worse, I oh, think, don't. than HBK Undertaker. I, I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. What it's is... it's a DX reunion in Saudi Arabia. Break it down! My God. My God! I hope the checks are worth it, man. I, they better be worth it. Oh, no, is but the that, answer. That, that, but the thing is, this is how you should... This is how they should do that. That's how you sell these big, massive fucking events without having to put matches on there that, like are in canon with the rest of the storyline. But what is wrong with putting matches on those events that's in canon with the storyline? I, no, I, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing's wrong with that, but you, you, don't, then you don't have to put every title on the line every time. But, but if, if we're not going to get 12 pay-per-views a year, right? Like, if, if, if we're only going to get... You are. Are we, are, we, are we... I thought it was 10 plus these events. Are these events not pay-per-views? But that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is if this is making up the difference in the pay-per-views that we've lost, why do we have a problem with the notion that when we get to one of these other these foreign events, that they would treat it like a, a monthly pay-per-view? I don't see why that's a problem. I mean, it's not, except for the fact that, like, they want to make these events, like, bigger. Okay. The way you make them, the way you make them bigger is these, these matches. You know what I'm saying? Like... But- the 50-man battle royal. 
Here's the thing to me, that is that the one thing sense. HBK said in the opening monologue that I was like, cool, and yeah, you've said it a lot, but cool, it's like, you know, I'm the one guy who saved retire. If you come out of retirement for Saudi Arabia in a random tag match, yeah, it does. Like, yes. that's awful. Yeah, I mean, it's brutal, but what they're going to do is attempt in storyline to make it seem as though he was forced to come out of retirement and the whole thing. Like, I, I see what they're going to attempt to do with that, but the answer to me is no. No, I don't. I don't need this. I don't want this. I don't have any interest in it. I don't I've lost interest in the Undertaker at WrestleMania in recent years, and that's the Undertaker at WrestleMania. I'm I'm out. And I, I maybe I'm the wrong person because maybe there are still just enough people on the planet that say, I don't care, I get to hear somebody's entrance music and that's enough. Okay, well have them come out. They don't need to wrestle. Let, them, let you hear their un- their entrance music. Let them be. Landstorm the- Landstorm uh, had a really good tweet. He just said, "Would anyone be against just doing dark segments at every show of the Undertaker coming out? Totally yeah. worth it." Yeah. Oh man, maybe doing it as a as a as a, a special guest referee or something, right? Like. I don't have a problem with that in order to get the entrance and to get the music and to get an appearance. But why are you guys why are you guys so anti Undertaker wrestling? He looked great. He looked better, clearly. The notion he that I think great. No, I, you're not gonna do that thing where you, you pretend ha- that he looked terrible because he didn't look like he looked when he was twenty five. He looked great for his age. He looked For his age, yes. Absolutely, yeah. for his age. And if I wanted to watch the senior circuit of professional wrestling, <laughs> like I like people do with golf, he would be a great option. But I I don't want that. I I don't. But, but you're but you're, you're, you're but that's that's foolish to me because this is Jordan with the Wizards. He's still Jordan. He still can do things other people can't do on any given night. I think that Jordan with the Wizards was still better than The Undertaker at this point. Now, yes, the last time we saw him, he looked better. There's no debating that. The notion that I think that as he gets older, we're going to continue to get more of that Undertaker and less of the guy that we saw before that, I don't know that I'm willing to buy. I, I don't know that that's something that I'm willing Bro, to... he's got a new hip. That's, you don't understand. You're pretending like that's not a big thing. I'm not saying it's not a big thing. It doesn't. A, a new hip doesn't beat Father Time. Like no, you don't... but it. I mean, but but it but it actually does because when your when your hip is fucked up in your like late forties, yes, and you get a new hip in your late forties, early fifties, your hip is like you were when you were. I in I, your I fully understand that until your knee gives out, until yeah, your sure. neck that's gives out. Thing. Right, I understand yeah. that, but that's the stuff that happens when you're that age. Like, I mean, yeah, that's but the it, way it goes. But 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 uh, I, I'm not at this moment. I can't go and you know give my thoughts on cases that are hypothetical <laughs> i love you i love you yeah it's not bad it's not bad all right where are we where are in the standings so um roman reigns after 35 weeks is 11 13 23 sorry and one against the entire wwe seth rollins is first with 15 and 11.5 on the way to scale which once again uh, you get point five for any match that isn't a singles match. Um, I felt the need. I um, mean, second place is uh, Finn Balor with eleven and eight on the way to scale, and Roman Reigns has eleven with seven point five on the way to scale. He's in third. All but right. here's the, here's something I want to do. Real, wanna, I think this will be fun. Believe it or not, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas have three wins <laughs> on. Oh, you're going to ask me to try to remember what they were? Not a effing no, no, chance. No, no, no. no. Three wins on the uh, on the non-weighted scale and 1.5 on the weighted scale because they're obviously all in tag team matches together. They are 
above the list of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 people Ugh. that plus people who have zero match of the week on Raw this week. Can you name 10 of them? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, okay, who was on Raw that got moved over to SmackDown? <laughs> All right, I'm that going to throw uh, Dolph Ziggler in there. Nope, he, ha- he Dolph is actually so he's below him on the list. up to sixth on the list. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're he's be- you have to be less than three points. Okay, okay, less than three points, but have at least point five points. Um, yeah, think of people that were who was on Raw. I mean, it, it, okay, let, let's go with um, Ruby Riot. Uh. No. I don't understand why you're not – listen to me. <laughs> Who started the year on Raw and got moved to SmackDown at the Superstar Shake-Up? I, I think – well, Miz is one, but I think Miz might have more than that. More than three? Actually, I don't think so. Hold on. No, no. No, I totally lied. Yeah, Ruby Riot definitely is on the uh, – Okay, well, there one. you go. There you go. Who, I'm fine. Miz is a good guess. The Miz. Uh, uh, no, Miz actually got three wins on Raw before he left. Yeah, that's that's. Well, doesn't that give him um, three points then? Oh, you're saying less than that. Okay, less, you're saying less. Plus less. they, because they were in a tag Miz, match, Miz they has, only have one point five weighted Miz or has whatever. Two point five on the weighted scale, so he's actually above the, both of them. Right. Who else? Who else moved from Raw to SmackDown? Oscar. We just Oscar is one. I was going to say we just talked about her. Okay. I mean, I'm just thinking because we had like some of those big, ta- you know, women's tag and women gauntlet matches. So I'm just kind of would would the other Riot Squad members uh, be on the list? Sarah Logan. Uh, yes, actually, the Riot. I just lied. Uh, the Riot. I had the list right. The Riot Squad is on the list. So okay. Sarah Logan and uh, and uh, Liv Morgan Liv. both are on this list. What about the tag team match? And Ruby Riot was not a part of it. She wasn't back yet. Okay. I honestly, I honestly. I mean, there were a lot of real random ones. We oh, uh, Mojo, Mojo, Mojo Raleigh is a is a fourth for sure. He has one point on the weighted scale. Yep. Then I'm gonna say uh, Apollo. Apollo Cruz has point five. That is number five. And then Titus, Titus, yes. Titus O'Neil is not on this. Oh damn. Who did who did Apollo t- team with? That must have just been. Oh, was they? Wasn't there like a random like six on six or five on five match? Five yeah. Man. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> How did did There's Mickey J- did Mickey James sneak her way onto this list somehow? No, but you have missed one, two, three, four. Oh, Alicia, five, we got we got Alicia Fox on the list. Women. I I I selfishly got her on the list, didn't I? Alicia Fox is on the list. Yeah, correct. Oh, so Ronda's also on the list then, right? Uh, no, Alicia Fox is on. That wasn't the match that was match of the week. Oh. <sighs> what other women Natalia? went? Natalia? Natalia is on the list. That's number seven. <sighs> all right. Now I've got to start going over, through. Run down all what about what Charlotte? About... Go ahead. Charlotte, no. I'm try- I can't remember who switched. Cesaro and or Sheamus. Cesaro, yes. Sheamus, no. So that's eight. Sheamus has, for some reason, Cesaro didn't get any singles matches when Sheamus was getting them, and he he, he got a couple. Uh, 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 Drew McIntyre's only been back for a little while. Drew McIntyre. 
Drew McIntyre actually has three as well, but oh, okay. he has two on the weighted list, so he's actually yeah. above them. Man. It's going to be someone where it's like... Is Rhino on the list? What'd you say? Rhino and or Heath Slater? No. Okay. You're missing other people that went to SmackDown and a free agent. Missing other people who went to SmackDown and a free agent. John Cena. John Cena is on this list. Yeah. Five points. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm try- I can't even think of who else went One to SmackDown. One more. I just this is the part that's killing me is I can't think of who went to SmackDown. Um There's a bunch of I mean there's so many choices you can have. I give you want me to give you a hint? That'll te- definitely give you an answer. Yeah. But not Rusev. No. Oh no, Rusev was already on SmackDown, right? After oh. this I'm probably gonna eat at Wendy. Oh wow, really? Yeah, he was there for a uh, second. I don't there. even remember that. I don't even remember Samoa Joe being on Raw this year. That's the funny. Samoa Joe part. has one point on the waiter list. So going down the list, like I said, um, uh, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas have one point five on the weighted scale and three total. Below them is Oscar with two and one point five, Gender with two and one point five, Bobby Lashley with two and one, Natalia with two and one. And then Elias has one, Samoa Joe has one, Nia Jax has one, Mojo Raleigh has one, No Way Jose has one, Jason Jordan has .5. Ah, Jason Jordan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Carl <laughs> Anderson and Luke Ballas both have .5. You said John Cena has .5, Cesaro has .5, Paul Cruz has .5. Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss, and Alicia Fox, Baron Corbin, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Bailey, Scott Dawson, and Dash Wilder all have .5. All right, well. very good. I'm surprised Alexa only has point five. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised yeah. by that too. But she doesn't like she weasels. She's not. She doesn't yeah. wrestle good matches on Raw. She weasels. Right. All right. Um, quickly, let's touch on SmackDown um, before we talk to Doctor Britt Baker. Our uh, <laughs> Truth is the main event. Well, Our Truth is just the greatest, and and <laughs> how they've milked it this far, I don't know. But God bless them for doing it. Um, I love him. Oh, of, co- of course you do. He he's amazing. He's got. Our truth is wrestling. All right. Um, the biggest thing. Well, I'm not going to lie. I got a little nervous when he first kept calling her Carmella. And she said, uh, what do you think? I thought she was going to say, what do you think? We all look alike? Yeah, I thought she might do that too. I, <laughs> I honestly. I thought that's where Ruth Bella was going. And I was here for it. I okay. Gonna, I, I don't know why too, by the way. Like, when, <laughs> this is, this is going to be the most offensive thing that I could ever possibly say about Maurice. <laughs> For some reason, when they first presented, I was trying to figure out what the, the 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 gag was, and when they first showed the silhouette, I I thought because again we like the Miz and Maurice were supposed to have been gone and the whole thing. They I thought I thought it was Ty Dillon. It was going to be Ty Dillinger in a in a pantsuit for some reason. Like I thought <laughs> for some reason the gag was going to be that like he's sick of our truth going after Carmella, and so he was trying like I. I don't know, something like that. So I was so nervous when that first... I mean, you, guys, you guys know that tag team is going to win the tag title, right? Ty Dillinger and R-Truth. Well, they should. They yeah. should be amazing. They're and tight. Carmella and R-Truth should win the Mixed Match Challenge. Agreed on all accounts. Agreed on all accounts. <laughs> um, They're in it. I'm excited. They're in it. Do, do, does it bother anyone that the WWE wants us to believe that we're so dumb as to think... That the Miz, or the sorry, that that Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella don't own a cell phone. Like, 
are, are, does it bother anyone at all that they think that we're that dumb that we're willing to suspend belief to the point that not of, only of all of wait, 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 of all of the things we've talked about, this is what you're you're I, I just, really focusing on. Like the whole I know the whole week was bizarre. But this in like not only do they want us to believe that there's a possibility they don't own a cell phone, they want us to believe that Daniel Bryan and or that I keep doing this, Ms. and Maurice believe that Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella don't own a cell phone. Like the absurdity of that is one that like for some reason I, I can't go that far. Like you can get me to go a certain length, but really <laughs> Why do you I love how this is what we're complaining about. I, I did not expect that. Come on, man. They're trying to get me to believe that, like, well, yeah, we pulled one over. That they, there's no way they could possibly know that we're still, still here while they're out searching for us. Like, no, dude. Everybody on the planet is tweeting about it currently. Like, what, what are you talking about? How does this work? Like, I get that that was a storyline that might have worked 15 years ago. You could do that. You can't do that in 2018 and have it be plausible and believable. Like, come on, man. Like, that just makes the mi- – like, and I get it that it's – a part of it is – Come that- on. The, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. found a way to make bail in like two hours uh, at night on hey, a hold holiday. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need like- you to understand something. The S.H.I.E.L.D. This is why – this is what nobody's talking about, okay? The S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow got arrested for a fight in the ring, which everybody should get arrested for that then, right? They got arrested for a backstage fight. Yes. And while they were arrested for the backstage fight, they got a judge on a fucking... Uh, on Labor, Labor Day, Day at 10 o'clock. Labor Day, 10 p.m., so we get them out of jail. Okay. So that's the first one. And then after getting out of jail, released on bonds, not even charges dropped, they stole the <laughs> police car that took them there in the first place. Right. And then drove it back on live TV. But again. <laughs> proving that they stole the car, and thus now they're going to go to jail for Grand Theft Auto as well. But all of Raw was the movie Rat Race. <laughs> like, <laughs> that works in storyline because the whole thing was clearly the script of the C comedy Rat Race starring the band Smash Mouth. That was what Love they did. Love that movie, by the way. You were getting junior in that I, movie. I don't know why, but that movie actually works. Like, it it's, it's, it's the Speaking m- of comedies, did, did the whole uh, really awkward Lashley thing kind of remind you of the token black guy and not another teen movie? A little bit. A little bit. It kind of did. I, I am so glad, glad Kevin Owens came to save the day. Yeah. Because that was fuck. Like people say, people always love to say, "Oh, Bobby Lashley, he ha- uh, they writing bad." I don't think that they're writing bad things for him, bro. I just don't think he can handle talking. Someone likes my man. Like that is an order. There's no way anyone does that. Like that's something someone somewhere thinks is a thing. Uh, my man is my man is a thing though. But but not, not like, like that. that. He said yeah, it. That was amidst the token fun. black guy and Rain Man. Like, that's what that segment was. It was really uncomfortable. He is bad. If he did that on his own, then yes. That's the worst thing. He, he needs to never talk again. Which is fine. Give him Paul Heyman. Let him be a badass. That's cool. I like it. Um, yeah, again, on Raw, all of it worked. Because it was all rat race. 
on SmackDown, they didn't present a similar rat race scenario. No one was chasing after any money and, and willing to throw out all rules and everything that makes any sense ever. But yet, somehow, The Miz and Maurice believed there was no way that Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella could have possibly had access to a cell phone or a tablet or any other human being that might have that type of technology. Come on! Come on! (laughs) What are you doing? Come on! It's a wacky bit. I know it's a wacky bit, but it just makes them like... All right, I don't want to keep going on it because it's so dumb. Um, what else from, from SmackDown do we have to cover? Uh, Not a ton. I yeah. mean, it was, it was, it was just kind of one of those I'm, transitional I'm all, SmackDown well, hang on, between I'm the storylines. It, it was, if you're talking, if we're talking about weird bits, it was weird that you're playing up the whole Samoa Joe's crazy, you could go after AJ's family, and AJ decides to leave his family alone. Like, that's a little weird, based on the storyline they're telling, yeah, but... but, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, exactly, it was just kind of whatever. And then the I am I'm amped for Rusev Day versus the Bar. Love it, love it. That's gonna be a great match. Yep, that'll be tremendous. I am all, all I'm, I almost did it. I almost did it. <laughs> I almost did it. All right, uh, very good. When we come back in, Doctor Britt Baker joins us. Uh, yes, she is Adam Cole's baby, and she's gonna tell us all about All In. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Score big at the Green Turtle with our legendary crab dip, juicy burgers, or any of our delicious boardwalk iced teas and lemonades. Bring the whole team and celebrate your latest win in our rent-free party room. Need to raise money for your sports league or team? Our Funds for Friends program has raised over $1 million for local sports organizations. Everyone is a winner at the Turtle. Visit thegreenturtle.com to find your local turtle. Back in here on Jabbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone. And of course, this weekend was indeed all in, and what an unbelievable moment it was. The show was great, but just the moment in general for all of professional wrestling was incredible. And everybody's talking about her match, but also everybody's talking about her entrance to the ring on Saturday night in Chicago as she used a familiar tune to pro wrestling fans. Joining us now, she is Dr. Britt Baker, and she's with us here on Jobbing Out. Hey, guys. Britt, thank you so much for taking the time for us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll get to the music because, yes, everybody wants to talk about it, but let's just start with the moment. Being there... Being a part of it the entire weekend, we're insanely jealous that we weren't there to just like be, you know, nerdy wrestling fans the entire time. What was it like for you, for the entire community, to experience that this weekend? Um, I I feel terrible for any wrestling fan that was not there. All right, thanks. Rub it in. Yeah, rub it in a little bit. Yeah, that's great. Uh, It was like honestly. After my match, I sat there and watched the rest of All In as, like, a giant super fan. And it was, like, it was – I still get chills when I think about it. Even clear to the very end when Kiss Betty was falling from the sky and Matt and Nick and Cody were giving their, like, thank you and goodbye speeches. It was just absolutely surreal, both as a, as a wrestling performer and as a fan. It's 
I've never been to a show quite like that before. And I mean, I've been to like the Royal Rumble, I've been to pay-per-views, WWE as a fan, but this was just a whole other level. It's just, I, I think that a lot of people really appreciated the, just, you know, the underdog vibe that this show had going in. But then quickly, this, you know, it really wasn't an underdog show at all. This show ruled wrestling this whole weekend. Yeah. All mm-hmm. in was it for the whole weekend. And it's going to be what everyone talks about for a while now, too, I think. It's not just a, oh, one and done, all in was cool. People are going to talk about this for a long time. Be- besides the obvious, the size of the event, what really was, what felt different about it? Um, I just think that every nobody was looking for all in to be a failure like everyone no one was like oh this is gonna suck or that's gonna be terrible everyone wanted it to be successful and there was just so much positive vibes behind it. i think that's really you know the, the, if the critiquing was there it wasn't made public and it wasn't everyone backstage had such a positive attitude like everything was gonna go good everything was gonna go fine there was really not no one panicking this or that it was just amazing so yeah. such of the, the the best I can describe is just good vibes. You know what's funny about that is it's particularly neat considering, in a way, everybody was kind of working for themselves, right? Like this wasn't a company right. that put this show on. And I and I wonder if that's sort of what came through is like you all, yes, you're doing it in part for Cody and for the Bucks who were the masterminds. But really it felt like this was really everyone showcasing themselves and maybe a business which is so much bigger than just an individual company. And it, that's exactly it, because it, it's, at the end of the day, an independent wrestling show. So we're all, you know, it's working for ourselves, but at the same time, we're we're on Matt and Cody and Nick's name. That's, it was their brand, their babies. We want to do them proud, too. So, But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I don't think anybody can look at All In and have, have anything negative to say as, as far as the performer's standpoint and those that were a part of actually putting the show together. You know, what What was the whole weekend like? Obviously, All In, that Saturday night was huge. But that whole weekend, I, I've heard it described as the Woodstock of wrestling. <laughs> what was that like to experience? Yeah, so so they had we had StarCast going on, which um, was so much fun. There was just so many activities from, you know, Marty singing karaoke to fans getting to meet Pharaoh to just signings and autographs. And it was such a blend of, of like old generation wrestlers and new generation like indie wrestlers. It was it was really really cool that everyone was kind of on the same stage. You know what I mean? Because Starcast is for everybody. Everybody got a table to sign at. No doubt, no doubt. I, 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 again, just further further jealousy, and I don't want to talk about it moving forward. So, all right, <laughs> let's get to the thing. We hear the music. Everybody says, "Oh wow." Um, by the way, the commentary team did such a wonderful job of handling it. Like, I don't remember, was it, was it Tennille that dropped the, she's Adam Cole's baby line? Because that was, I think it was Mandy. Was Mandy? Okay. It was. They did fantastic jobs. And I, and I, I really stressed to them, like, mention it, but don't, but that's not the the whole point of, of who Britt Baker is coming to the ring. I, it, it was definitely a tribute. I thought it was perfect, right? And yep. and I and it was fantastic. This the sense that I got, and tell me if I'm wrong, was like Adam was a huge part of how this ends up coming to be, right? And was that the concept that you were trying to to create in that moment? Um. So there's a lot of elements to why I still, you know, that's his family, the Bucks. 
like Cody, Marty, Adam Page. That's that's his family. That's who he came up with. That's you know how people came to know him. That's Adam Cole Bay grew up with them. So you know, obviously, if he wasn't where he was right now, he would absolutely be on the show. Um, he unfortunately was unable to come watch me, which he would kill him. He wanted to be able to come watch me so bad. That was the biggest show I've ever been on, and he's so supportive. He tries to come, even like small indie shows. If he can make it, he will be there backstage wow. hiding somewhere. That's so, so cool. it, it really, really, really you know, crushed him that he couldn't be there to watch. It was also a mini tribute to him in that sense. It's like, hey, babe, thank you so much for all you've done for me and helping me. I know you can't be here, but here you go. Wow. Wow. Did, did you did did you tell him beforehand? Did he know? No, he didn't know. Okay. He had no idea. So so then, what's that moment like when you first talk afterwards? So the first, the, uh, he first off, he he had you know nothing but great things to say about the match. He was so proud of, of not just me but all the girls involved. And he just he, he said, "Did you did you know? Like you were what? He's like he was just so confused. He's like." Babe, why was that my music? Like, what? Like, he, he said that it brought, like, a tear to his eye, which, oh, that, that hit me hard, too, which is exactly what I wanted. And then I told, like, I, then I ended up telling, like, no, we had this plan for a long time. And he was like, oh. He's like, you did it. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, yeah. that's so cool, man. Like, I, I, ah, God, now I got all the feels. <laughs> now I'm all oh. in my feels and my emotions after you telling that story. You and, you and your emotions, Glad. I, I gotta ask, I, I've seen this question asked a lot. Did you have any thought of doing a Britt Baker baby when you entered the ring? I did. I did. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm not, I don't want to steal his gimmick. I don't want fans to criticize. And at the end of the day, it would have just been, you know, for the fans because the fans love that. I get that chanted on me all the time at indie shows. And I know it's because of their love for me and their love for him and then their love for us being together. It's not so much that they're undermining me. But I just didn't want to deal with the backlash of people saying, oh, Britt's, you know, only there because of her boyfriend or Britt can't. Brit isn't original or this or that. So I was like, you know what? The entrance music is going to be my little tribute, but the rest is just going to be Brit Baker. Uh, it was perfect. Perfect, perfect yeah. as it was. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. Uh, you mentioned the match, and it was. It was tremendous. Did, did you guys feel, you know, you were you were the only female match on the card, right, at a time where female wrestling is at a level that clearly it has never been before. How much pressure came along with that, and how much time did you guys spend sort of saying, hey, look, we we have to. This can't just be a match. Like, we have to deliver given this moment. So a, a lot of us, you know, we didn't really get to, to see or talk to each other until very late. We all got into the hotel very late. Um, when was it? Friday night. And that's when we all, like, right before we went to bed, we're like, oh, man, guys, tomorrow's huge. This, this has to be great. Like, this can't just be good. This has to be great because this – is all in, and we are the women. You know, there there's still Penelope Ford and Jordan Grace who did absolutely right. spectacular. I'm, I have to say, I'm a huge Jordan Grace fan. I think Penelope is wonderful, and you know, Brandy is flawless as well. But um, as far as you know, the label of the women's wrestling match, we were it, and we had everything to prove because this show had all the eyes on it, and it's. Matt and Nick and Cody were going to pick four girls to represent all in. Man, they better be good, right? 
so we had we had a lot of pressure on us. But um, you know, thankfully, I think all four of us are the type that that rise to the occasion. Thankfully, because <laughs> we we needed to. <laughs> Absolutely, and you absolutely did rise to the occasion. Uh, for you personally, the other three women have had national TV exposure. You were arguably, yeah. you know, while people know you, they de- you didn't have the exposure going into it. Did you kind of think about it going in that this could be your, your really big moment? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I just, I just um, finished up when it was a few weeks ago the Mayhem Classic where I was an alternate. It, was, it came down right to the, like, the last few days where I was, Am I going to be in the tournament? Am I going to be an alternate? And it ended up being you were an alternate. And it was just like, oh, man, like so close. Wow. And then I knew I had all in, which was for me, like you said, I'm the only one of those girls not on TV. And I had everything to prove. And I think I had the, the biggest opportunity there of any of those girls. I, I didn't. Because, no, go I, ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Britt. I apologize. Oh, no, no. No, no. Just, just to reiterate what I was saying, I... I I think that I had the most to show people because um, if, if anybody watching that show didn't know one of the girls, I was probably the girl that they didn't know. So I wanted to make sure they remembered me after watching it. I didn't even know. I, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention. I didn't know that you had been an alternate for the May Young Classic. And like, what a, yeah. what a, what a roller, I, what a roller coaster got, that must be. Invited, I was told right from the start, you know, you might be in it, you might be an alternate, it's going to be a game time decision. So it was kind of just waiting and waiting, and then when it came down to it, I mean, I still got to do a dark match. Um, the full sale crowd was fantastic for me, so I'm, I'm glad that I got to do something, because at the end of the day, I, I love wrestling. I don't care where it is or who it's for, I love to wrestle, but of course I wanted to be part of the tournament. That's Any girl that's in wrestling right now wants to be a part of it, but... Um, I don't know. I, I think because I knew I had all in coming up, I was I was okay with it, you know. Sure. But I, it was frustrating, and I, I wish I could have been in it. But then, all in. I don't know. Maybe maybe it gave me a little bit more fuel to the fire to perform even better. That's I, that, it is definitely it's a nice cushion to fall back on in that right. circumstance. Very a very high stress cushion. <laughs> Doctor Britt Baker is with us Doctor, here yes. on Jobbing Out. It's you know I I do I I absolutely have to ask you: Has there ever been a circumstance in your wrestling career where you've been backstage and like after a match you've noticed someone say like Ah, I don't know, somebody got my tooth, and you're like, Hey, good news, I can help you with this. Like, has that ever played out for you at, at any level? You know, anywhere you've been? Yes, twice actually. Wow. Once that a shimmer. Shimmer taping. Um, Shayna Baszler actually got her tooth, half of her tooth knocked out. So we uh, referred her, we got her into an emergency and to Donna to get a root canal done. Another time was at an AIW wrestling show. Joey Janella cracked his, his front teeth, the same thing, cracked his front teeth off the guardrail. He's running up to his brain, oh my God, am I going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? So there's all, I mean, there's always teeth injuries to be had in wrestling so unfortunately i don't always have like my high speed drill (laughs) instruments with me if i could find a way to make those a little more portable trust me i would but you didn't get into wrestling in his attempt to find some clients did you (laughs) you'll never know you'll never know what uh what made you decide to incorporate that as part of your giving by the way i loved the lab coat i thought that looked fantastic on saturday 
Thank you, thank you. Um, so that was something that was something that I had planned for a little while. That I was like, oh, should I have this ready for May Young just in case I'm in it? And then you know, it just so happened that it wasn't going to be able to be ready for May Young Classic, which. Um, I'm happy it wasn't because then I think I might have attempted to wear it for the dark match, which maybe wouldn't have been special for me or for all in. But it was I, I wanted to incorporate something different. You know, I, I can't just see the pretty, talented, young, upcoming wrestler because there's too many of those right now. Everybody's pretty. Everybody's young. Everybody's talented. So uh, everybody I talk to, and I, and I have to give uh, Rosa Mendez, who lives in yeah. Pittsburgh and I live in Pittsburgh, has been telling me forever have to incorporate the dental, the doctor part. You, you have to, you have to, you have to. It's so different. It's cool. You just put it in there somewhere. So finally I listened to her and it got, I the feedback I got on that jacket, which by the way, I drove to Tampa from Orlando midnight the night before my play left at 5 a.m. So I got two hours of sleep because I was driving to frantically get this lab coat last minute. <laughs> but um, the feedback has been absolutely phenomenal and I'm so happy that people like got it because I was like, God, I hope they understand what this is because I don't want people to just think, oh, that's like a fancy white coat. But everyone got it. I'm so happy. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. I love this, and we like Rosa too because she does some stuff here locally with us at MCW. So that's that's awesome. What a story. Um, okay, Britt. So you know, obviously, you talked about having the opportunity with the the May Young Classic. Um, everybody knows, my God, could Adam not be killing it anymore? It's ridiculous. He's the biggest star on the face of the planet. He's going to be a massive star for years to come. When you see right. what, like, Johnny and Candace are doing right now, do you think about that possibility at all? Like, like, do you say, hey, we could work together and be something truly special? And we're seeing it, I feel like, you know, a, a lot right now at every level. Do you start thinking about what that could be, or does that distract you from your own individual goals and saying, hey, look, I can't worry about what we could do. I just need to worry about me and my career right now. Um, I'm going to say my answer to all of that is uh, yes. Okay. Um, just, in the, just in the sense that I, I am focusing on myself right now because, um, you know, I am Britt Baker. I am myself. Would I ever, would I be opposed to working with him in some capacity in the future? Absolutely not. I mean, I think any couple in wrestling would, would be lying if they told you it's not their, their dream to work together and to travel together someday. Because, you know, there, there are many weekends spent apart in wrestling when, when your significant other is also a wrestler, especially when you're working for different companies. Um, and we had... We actually tagged together at a promotion called Wrestle Circus, where we were the, the tag team champions. We beat Trent Brett and Rock Romero, and just the chemistry we had together in the ring was so much fun. It was abs- it was one of my favorite matches, actually. So, um, yeah, I, I, as of now, I'm going to focus on myself, um, and even if any opportunities propo- proposed in the future, I would still focus on myself, but like I said, I would never be opposed to working with him. Yeah, you touched on it be- a little bit before, but how much do you have to think about? You know, I want to portray myself as Dr. Britt Baker. I do not want to port. You know, make sure people don't think of me as Adam Cole's girlfriend. Um, I think you know, I think that just comes with time, just proving to people that I am my own person. I am a talented wrestler. Um, I'm sure you know there are tons of people that didn't know who I was and, until we started dating. Um, but. 
I find more and more that when people, like, when they're tweeting at me, it's like, oh, my gosh, just discovered Britt Baker, instant fan, or something like that, which that satisfies me. I don't care how someone finds me or, yeah. or hears about me or discovers me, whether that be from a social media outlet or this or that, or even if it is my boyfriend tweeting about me, that's okay. I just want to live up to the hype, and I want them to like me and, and continue to be a fan for who I am, not for who my boyfriend is. I love that. I love that. And I again, whatever it is, you know, however they find you, who cares? As long as they like you, they like you. They might buy a T-shirt, right? right? Like, right. That's that's what matters. Well, there are a lot of people that found you this weekend, and there was no doubt that they ended up liking everything that they had to see. I guess, <laughs> what? Do you, where does the entire business, the entire industry, go from here? Like, you have this moment, and it had been building, and you get it, and it's everything that you could ask for. The, the question now becomes, now what? And there's, it's not everybody's got to answer that question, I guess, individually. So for you, for Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, now what after all in? Um, so honestly, I'm, we keep going. You know, the, it's all – we're just going to keep going up and up and up. Hopefully more and more opportunities, like big opportunities come about for women's wrestling. Um, and – just just like at all in every opportunity that comes about hopefully all women not just myself included are ready to, to really capitalize on it and show the world you know women's wrestling is here to stay well and i think there's no doubt that we know that's true um we can't wait to see what's next let me make sure we get some plugs in for you Britt. where can people be following you twitter instagram t-shirts anything so at uh, Instagram and Twitter, I'm just at Real Britt Baker. My pro wrestling tee store is just Britt Baker as well. I got tons of cool shirts coming out too because you fans have been amazing at sending in t-shirts and mine, and I can't wait to release them all because they're up. They're just fantastic. Oh, I, dude, I need. I'm gonna need uh, all sorts of gear because I'm all in. And <laughs> oh, God, I we got to stop doing that. No pun intended. I'm all in. Um, ser- oh, I know. I see, I've caught myself saying that so many times. I, it, and, like, you don't even mean to. You're just like, oh, no, God. It's- I know. I know. You really don't. Uh, but uh, seriously, what a moment. What a moment. It was so cool. What a match. Everything was incredible. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, we are so happy for you. You were awesome. We appreciate you Thank taking the time. You. We'd love to do it again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate Britt Baker joining us as AJ rejoins the program as well. Um, look, I, we have so much to talk about from from All In, and we don't have a ton of time to cover all of it. It, it was it was excellent. It was an excellent card. Yes, there were some hiccups. You know, yeah. My God, how awful was the presentation of the Zero Hour show on WGN? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that was really there? weird. Um, I, I don't I don't know how to explain that either. Like that was atrocious like if anything I, I, it, it, it almost makes me wonder if they did it like intentionally to make it seem like it was you know this low budget show or whatever yeah, i don't it know was really man. weird and I, I was so worried about the pay-per-view after that but then the paper you look great for the most part like it looked like which a, is why which why it legitimately makes me wonder if it was intentional i don't know dude i don't i don't think you should you you better reference it then right like you better not right. just leave it alone it was the sound was bad the look was bad it was i was very concerned like oh god they they saved they 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 cut some corners for this thing and they cut the wrong corners. Um, but no, as it turns out, the pay per view looked. So what is it? What do you mean? Like what is the thing that you're saying ruined the show? It it didn't well, ruin. Nothing. No, it, the pay- it, there was audio issues. There were a couple weird camera things. It was just there was a lot of ta- it shaky looked, technical. It looked things. like it was shot in 1997. 
Like the the broadcast looked like it was out of '97. It looked. Um, hold on, for the whole show? No, just for the the first hour that aired on WGN, just for the part that was on TV, which is again weird. Like you would think the WGN, a pretty yeah, that's fucking that's terrible. Right, um, and again, it made me very worried. But thankfully, when it got to pay per view. It sounded great. It looked great. The whole thing, right? Like it, it looked like a real, you know, there were still some elements where you could see where they, hey, they cut the corner a little bit and like watching one broadcaster leave the screen and another one sit down. Like that's, that's a, that's a small thing in TV that you're not supposed to do. Like, you know, you're supposed to cut away, let the guy sit down and then cut back to the table. But those are small things for the most part. It, it looked really good, really professional, really high-end once it got to pay-per-view. I don't know why it is that it was so dreadful on WGN and so good on pay-per-view. But I don't want that to take away anything from the fact that it to was... To you pay? I guess, but like I, the problem being, if you hadn't decided to pay, if you watched what they put on WGN, that did not, that did not get that you to pay. That didn't kill the deal for you? Correct. You would be like, mmm... I'm good. <laughs> like, I can go pirate this online in a couple of days. Like I'm, I'm all right. I'll pass. See, what I like to do with shows like this, I do this with Wrestle Kingdom too. If I can't watch live, I like to wait, like at least a week, maybe two weeks, for all the hype to die down, so I can watch it without the unburdened ear of idiots. Okay, I mean, I hear you, but I think that again, these the people. You know, it's weird. It's funny no, you say that. I did see some insane spots that just came up on my timeline. Like, it, it is weird to me that even wrestling nerds never seem to have it out for trying to wreck all in. Like, even the worst of the worst never seem to because take... this is the cool thing. But I... The problem is then it becomes too cool, right? Like, once... Right. once yeah, a, that's exactly how it's going to happen. That's why it's going to fail. You mean if they try to do it again? No, they're going to be able to do it again. They're going to be able to do a bunch of them, I think, in the near future. But I think what's going to happen is because it's not the cool hit thing to like instead of WWE, eventually it's going to be uh, this other thing that we watch sometimes, and then they're going to realize, well, the production value and the people that I'm seeing, I actually want to watch WWE. Maybe. That's how. That's exactly yeah. what happens with every other wrestling program that comes up. Maybe, but... I, I... I don't. I don't know what it's. I, look, I don't know where they're that, trying to that's go. The reason, and also because WWE's also not going to stop acquiring talent. Well, of course not. Right, and and right. overwhelmingly everybody on that card, outside of a couple of people, would prefer to be working for the WWE right now. Right. And now they did. They did address it after they they didn't say they weren't going to WWE, but say wherever we're going, we're going together. Like that's our future. We are not breaking up now. If someone gets thrown a ton of money, we'll see if that actually did. But right now, based on all of them, they're saying. We are sticking but, together. But who's all of them? We go. You think every person on that Cody, card is... No, 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 no. Cody, those, those, the, the main guys. The, the, the elite. Main guys. We're talking Cody, Bucks, Kenny, uh, Marty, and Adam Page. Right. Well, they're the guys that can get away with it because they're making enough money right now that they don't yeah. need to go anywhere else. No, like, we, know, we know some people just got... You know, Apparently, Pentagon just got a WWE offer. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Pentagon, that's, what I said. that's what I said about this. Is they're not going to stop acquiring talent. Pentagon is going is coming to WWE already. Well, so sure, like, right? Of course, of course, no doubt about that. Look, and, sh- I've, and I've seen I've seen wrestling fans mad, or like, oh, like say little slick things like I hope hope your English is fluent, or they're gonna or they're gonna ruin you at WWE. Like fuck you, dude. Like let him get his money, suck a dick. Oh yeah, get his bag. I hear you on that. I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't begrudge anyone. By the right way, now. also shout out Le'Veon Bell. I hope he doesn't play a single down until he well, gets exactly what he wants. For selfishly for my fantasy team, I hope he does yeah, play. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. 
Yeah, no, I he's gonna obviously you have to show up in order to get your year, but yes, hold out until the last possible minute and then show up and 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 get your money, man. I'm with you. Um, no, no, that, I don't think Le'Veon's coming at all. Well, he's got to sh- not this week, but that, he's got in order. He, yeah, if if he doesn't show up at all, he's not a free agent. Correct. You got to show up at at some point in the season. I think it's six weeks, right? I think it's um, ten weeks actually, but yeah, it's, ten, it's, okay. I think first week in November, something around. Right, there. in order to get the year, in order to get the free agency, so you know. Well, I, I would wait too. Get your money, man. Absolutely, dude. Get I'm with your you. Money, I'm money. with you. I'm with you. Um, all right. All that being said, uh, the only things about the card itself that jumped out at me, Aaron, one like. The moment was clearly Cody winning the NWA belt, right? Which isn't because of the NWA belt. It's because it's Cody winning the NWA belt. And obviously, there's Dusty there. In thinking about the card, it was almost a... Dusty? (laughs) (laughs) It was almost a little bit awkward. Like, I get it. It's the Bucks and Cody. It got a little Dusty in there when I saw the clip. Yeah, it did. It was very emotional. Yeah. But there was a part of me that said... I, I get that this is the Bucks and and Ibushi and that's big, but the truth is the moment to end the show with that versus ending the show with Cody winning the NWA belt, I I think you would have had a much bit better end of night final scene if that had been the last thing that we had saw. Of course, with what we know about how it went down, with how it got rushed, it's, it's better the way they did it. Because if you want to have to squeeze a 20, 25-minute match into 12 minutes, you want those guys who were on last. Isn't it weird, that. though, that they had to do that, too? Like, you're on... It's, I, I mean, they definitely... You know, that was one of the things. that You know, they were producing their own show. They they botched the times. Right. Like, you know, you, this is your show. Like, get it right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, give yourself like, more... Like, that, that was very clearly a botch, but you know what? For those guys to go in for 12 minutes, it was awesome. Actually, my favorite moment of the show wasn't even, like, obviously the most emotional was Cody Rhodes. There was this small moment when Coda tagged in and Ray tagged in. And there was just this moment where you could almost hear the entire crowd gasp yeah, when those two cool. stood in the room yeah, together. Cool. I mean, eventually it turned into a holy shit chant, but there was a moment of just, like, genuine emotion there. When crowds just, they didn't know what to chant. They didn't know what to do. They were just like, oh my god, these two are in the ring together. And I loved that so much. No, it was cool. It was cool. There's no doubt about that. Um, You know, Flip Gordon ends up winning the Battle Royal and getting the all-in anyway, which... It's fine. You know, like, it's it's fine. I, I, think, I think it should have been Cody making the save instead of Colt at the end there to kind of tie up that Yeah, line. I think that, that would have been, been the moment. It would have been better, but obviously Cody's got more on his mind. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, of course, Brandy was out there anyway. You know what I mean? Like, it, the whole it – was, it was weird. That was a little bit weird. But um, – but I was good with it. Um, I, I thought I thought you you always kind of talk about how what you want from wrestling is that you want a little bit of everything. And I thought more than anything, that's what this show did. They gave you a little bit of everything. There wasn't a match that was similar to a previous match on it. And if there was anything you wanted to see in wrestling, you were going to get it on yeah, the show. Yeah, that's fair. And I, th- I saw you fighting with somebody online about the Joey Ryan segment. I mean, Lord, I can't imagine. Like, a- if, if you say that ruins wrestling, then I don't know what to. Like, yeah, fucking- if you don't, if you don't think it's funny and you don't like it, that's fine. Like, that's your prerogative. Everyone has different senses of humor. But by no stretch, unless you think all comedy ruins wrestling, does that ruin wrestling? That guy also, and if you think all comedy you ruins wrestling, to, you're watching the wrong thing. Whoever you were talking to also hates. Val Venus and the Godfather and uh, Hornswoggle and, and everything, and everything. And that's all four of those things are fucking awesome. How about our truth? How, how about, about the New Day? 
Archie literally pretended that a whole person was a different person. Yes, correct. I mean, like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, I, I can't imagine. Now, look, I get it. It's a little bit different this time because it was a bunch of dudes dressed up as dicks. And, like, yes, that's a step beyond everything else. But if you know anything about Joey Ryan's character, that works. <laughs> like, it was literally it was a resurrection. It was the greatest thing ever. It was really good. It was really good. I, I can't imagine anybody having a problem with that. It was it was tremendous. Look, the whole thing was great. Um, as we talked about with uh, uh, Britt Baker, the entire weekend was wonderful. Where they go from here, we will the numbers, see. The numbers are outstanding. The, the early numbers came in, and if if the pay per view numbers across all platforms, it's going to be really tricky because it's across so many different platforms. But if the numbers end up being anything close to what the WGN numbers were. We're talking better than uh, lower WWE. Pay-per-views. Well, right, but that's you know, let's not jump yeah. to that. Let's not. I, jump I'm, to not, that I'm just, I'm just saying, two hundred thousand for WWN was was that despite, was impressive, despite the fact that it looked like shit, um, <laughs> which is just wild, yep. wild. Um, but yeah, great, great, thumbs up all around. Let's see what happens next, and we will go from there. All right, uh, Aaron, I know you need to duck out, uh, depart us a little bit early, so we will let you do that. Uh, let's get the plugs in for you. Uh, just run through the whole gambit. Yep, uh, I am at the Aoster. We are on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com is our email in lieu of plugging. I'll just go say I'm out in Seattle this weekend. Find me at Defy. I'll be wearing a Maryland hat. I'll probably be the only guy there wearing a Maryland hat, so come find me, chat. Uh, we love Seattle. I can't wait for Defy. But you Saturday. can't throw any streamers this weekend. I, got I know. I'm a little bummed that's, about that's, that. That's a bummer, but they're working on that out there to get that fixed so that they can uh, take care of Washington Hall, which is a special place. All right, very good. When we come back Any in... Any person that brings a sign that says, you're Aaron's the worst to take a picture with Aaron, I will send you some game-worn gear. Nice. Oh, my God. That's a 10. If you... Oh, my... What a wonderful thing. Now, it's actually going to be Migs who does it, which is going to be the best part. Um, but, yeah, that's that's tremendous. All right, still to come. we got more to do, including we're scheduled to be joined by Barrington Hughes from MLW. I can't wait for that. Uh, that's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Press Box's Project Game Day is back at halftime and post game for every Baltimore football game. You can react live with us on Press Box's Facebook page. Glenn Clark hosts at halftime and he's joined by the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard post game. Project Game Day is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Catch all of the action at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, where they have tons of TVs to catch every moment of every game. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Press Box's Project Game Day, Facebook.com slash Press Box Sports. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark flying solo for a bit as AJ has football things to attend to, and I will forgive him for that. Uh, but I am <clears throat> not really flying solo because my next guest. Uh, I don't think he's ever been inconspicuous anywhere he's been in his entire life. As you know, I've been talking about him for the last couple of weeks. He is maybe my favorite professional wrestler anywhere at the moment. You see him on MLW Friday nights on BN Sports, and they got a big, big show this week. Uh, joining us now is the great Barrington Hughes. Barrington, it's Glenn. It is so good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for me. No problem, Glenn Bubba. How are you, man? Everything is good, dude. Um, I'm assuming that in your life, it has been very difficult for you to ever be anywhere where you were not noticed. Oh, it's, even when people don't know who I am, they're always looking like, who's that huge black guy? 
<laughs> so for those that don't know, Barrington Hughes, I, 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 you're listed as 469. What's the actual number? Uh, I think the, the actual is like four. It's not too far off. It's okay. All right. Right in the neighborhood, which I dig. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet, like, dude, watching you is like, it's like art. It's like watching something that I can't possibly explain. Can you take me through? Because obviously your size is what everybody notices. But, like, given your size, your athleticism, and when you knew, like, hey, I can do something that a lot of human beings aren't capable of doing because of this combination of things that I have. Um, it came, it came through playing high school sports. I played football for a little bit. I played a little bit of semi-pro football as well. Um, and just being able to play the line and, and do what I was able to do early on, you know, being able to translate that into wrestling was not that hard. Once I learned that, you know, separate footing and separate things that were different from football into wrestling, that's when things just became a natural fit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would be worried about killing somebody myself. <laughs> um, yeah. Like yeah, I, with that, you got to take the Ivan Drago approach, man. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I must break you. Sure. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. That's the way it goes. It. I understand. It. I understand that. But my like, when you say translating it, taking everything you have. And not only treating it a- athletically, but this art form, like the, becoming the character that you've become. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Tell me about how you go from football player to Barrington Hughes. Well, if we got to start the story, we got to start it the right way, and it starts with my grandfather. Okay. Um, he was a huge wrestling fan from New York. He grew. He was born in Jamaica, moved to New York. Was a huge wrestling fan his whole life up to when he passed back in 2010, and he brought me into the love of wrestling in around 94, 95. Um, so long story short, before he passed away, you know, he told me, he's like, hey, you know, make sure you live your life with no regret. You know, if you're going to do something, do it, you know, with all your heart and soul, you know, because you only get one shot. And a few days later, he passed away. Something straight out of a, a movie, I swear to you. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So a few months later, I started training with Rusty Brooks, um, you know, and then, transitioned um, almost a year later into my first match and i had to come up with a gimmick name um my first gimmick name was it was it was terrible it was uh big stacks okay and i think I, I think i did that for one match and i'm like yeah that's not me so i kind of <laughs> went back to the drawing board and i was like well let, let's figure something out and my grandfather's favorite musician was the reggae singer barrington levy yeah so i was like well you don't hear a lot of barrington's out do you want to do that show well, we can talk about that once I'm off this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Max Stardom, you know. Oh, nice, nice, excellent, <laughs> excellent. But uh, yeah, so um, so I came up with the Barrington, and I was like, "Well, there's not a lot of Barringtons in wrestling, so great." And then the last name, I was like, "You know what, Hughes?" Because and the first the first person you think of when you hear the name is Mister Hughes, you know. So it's kind of like carrying on that tradition, you know, of of that name, and you know, I. I I'm going to be fair. I asked him for permission. He never responded. I was like, well, fair game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's nothing but love and respect. You know, I've, I've only done it to, to show honor and respect, you know, to those before me. Um, and it's, that's how the whole name came about, man. And the character is just, it's me at 18. That's all it is. Okay. You, you know, I was an art student in high school on top of being a football player. And I just mashed those two things together. So what you're saying is you were maybe a little bit different than most other people that were your size. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without yeah. a question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were, when was the first time you used, like, did you, did you, did people that knew you when you were 18 think of you as the Caramel Colossus? No, they thought I was just that weird, that weird football player kid that liked wrestling a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I read that about you somewhere. So this is something that you, you always had a passion for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like this was something that, that was, you cared about and you always wanted to do. Oh yeah. I, like I, like me and my friends, we had notebooks with our bios and all kinds of nerdy stuff, you know, that we had these great grand visions for, you know, most of my friends have fallen out, even my older brother who started training for a little bit. And now it's just me and everybody's like, yo, run it, just go. You're killing it right now. So it's, that's how it's been ever since. The, the, the combination of look and character, like the, the first mm-hmm. time I saw you, I said, okay, yeah, this works. This, this is, this is going to be just fine. Right? Like mm-hmm. this dude is going to be a star. Did you did you know like when when you decided you were going to do it? Did you have this feeling of like yeah this can't fail? Like I can do this. I have I have personality. Like did you have a sense of all I need is the opportunity and I'm going to be able to make something of this? And you hit it right on the head, Glenn. It's right there. I knew this wasn't going to fail because people will take you. They will accept you if you're completely genuine. If you're yourself 100 percent of the time, they're they're either going to love you or hate you. And those that hate me aren't bold enough to say it, so that's beautiful. <laughs> well, well <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and even if they do, it's like, hey, you're entitled to your opinion, baby. That's fine. But I'm gonna keep watching my Golden Girls, and I'm gonna keep doing my thing, <laughs> and I'm gonna keep, you know, I'm gonna keep making your your wife a fan of me. So that's fine. <laughs> Dude, do you do you like bo- okay? Do your boys from high school, like the guys that you played football with, did they get oh, it? Yeah. Did they? Are they oh, like yeah. okay? All right. That's oh cool. yeah, they love it. That's they, cool. They absolutely love it. Did they always know? Like, did you ever have them come over and like watch the Golden Girls with them or anything like that? It was actually like a really deep rooted secret for years. <laughs> and then, like with recent history, I'm like, you know what? I'm, if, if somebody doesn't like me for this, I don't care. Right. It's one of my favorite shows. I love it, and a lot of my snarkiness and a lot of my 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 dry wit comes from Sophia Petrillo. <laughs> so that answers okay i was gonna which, which the, the which golden girl question are you of course is the one that we had to address oh as far as my personality goes i'm i'm a combination of blanche and sophia <laughs> That's so awesome like, man without a question i love this so much barrington hughes is with us here on jobbing out it have you ever attempted i know it's something that you wouldn't be able to do on mlw obviously and on tv <laughs> But have mm-hmm. you ever attempted to sell a promoter on the idea of coming out to the ring to thank you for being a friend? I have not thought about it until now. You have to do it, so, right? It will happen before the end of 2018, and you'll yes! be able <laughs> we're getting you. We're getting you up here to Maryland. That's what's going to happen. We're getting you oh, to Maryland, and we're making that happen, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 I would love to come up. Whoever whoever wants to book me, book me. Hughes at at gmail.com, I will be more than happy and willing to come up and entertain I, you. I will be in touch with the MCW folks because we have to make yeah. that happen. We have to yeah. make that happen. What a moment Let's that would it. be. And look, Let's we've like we've got a like we got a Baltimore guy, Rich Swan, who would come out the all night long, right? Like we've seen oh, this. I love, I love Rich. Of course. Yeah, we were, he does stuff with you guys, right? Mm-hmm. He's actually here tonight, man. He's, he's like my big brother, man. I love Rich to death. So, tell Rich I said what's up. He is one of our favorites. I, I love that dude to death, and he's a Baltimore guy who we love, and we're thrilled and tickled for all of his success, man. But, like, we've seen this in wrestling. We're like, Grado comes out the Madonna, right? And the whole place goes, mm-hmm. like, it works, man, with the character, it doesn't works. it? Absolutely. Because it's unexpected, you know. You have all these guys that want to be tough guys, and they want to be 
you know, Billy Bad, you know, Billy Bad Bridges. And then you turn around and you have me who's coming out to Golden Girls and wearing neon. And then all of a sudden, oh, this is funny. This is entertaining. Oh, my God. He just killed him. Oh, my God. This is such a 10, man. Like, this is such a 10. Yeah. Uh, dude, uh, the MLW thing, it's it, like, first of all, we're in, a, we're in an unprecedented era in professional wrestling, right? Like, oh, the, options, the options that we have as consumers, it's, it's insane, right? It's almost unfair to, like, 12-year-old me who would have killed for something like this. Oh, my God. Well, well our days, we had uh... – we had ECW, WCW, WWE. Correct. And at that time, we thought we were spoiled. Oh, my God. It, yeah, right. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Absolutely. Now, it's Powerbomb.tv and MLW right. and the network and to, and Impact. And it's so many options. Oh, And then now with the success of All In, that's just. That opened the floodgates for so many possibilities. I'm, I'm like, I've got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. Dude. Like goosebumps thinking about it. But for you to be a part of it. And to see all these opportunities, to be able to be on TV as regularly as you are with MLW in a location that, like, this is home for you down there, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So to be able to do that and know what could still be ahead, how special is it to be a part of this thing and to see the ridiculous, like, I look at MLW and I'm like, holy crap, look at all the effing talent that is Mm -hmm. there week in and week out. It's insane. Absolutely. And to be a part of that and to be a part of that locker room is, is tremendous. It's so much knowledge that's being thrown around, and just to be in the presence of guys and see how guys that are near the top of their game or at the top of their game or even getting towards the top of the game are conducting themselves and just kind of going about their day is insane. No, it's I I, I I can only imagine how special it is. Do you start thinking about like? You know, look, part of this right now is still you need people to know who Barrington Hughes is, right? Like, you still need more and more exposure. But absolutely, do you start thinking already about? next steps for your character i know that's, that's sometimes out of your hands but mm-hmm. are are you that type that's starting to think about hey what could i do next where can this go from here oh absolutely you have to you have to kind of look at it you know ahead and around the corner because that's how American this iteration of American Hughes started i originally started as the white you know the white meat baby face clap your hands stop your feet and it got a little bit of reaction but the people knew i wasn't being genuine and then I started tagging with my best friend, B.J. Murdoch, and we became the EOT known as the Heavy Hearts. Uh, we did that for about a couple of years, and that's where it started to come in, the little inklings of this current iteration of who I am. And it's like, now that I'm here, let's look at the next phase. Let's continue to transition. Let's continue to evolve so that people aren't tired of seeing the same thing over and over and over. I mean, it's it's so cool, dude. It's so cool. I can't even put into words. Um, I, I know this week is a big week. We're talking on Thursday, and you guys have a pretty important show tonight. Um, oh, yeah. You're involved in a pretty significant match as part yeah. of that show. What does it mean to you, when just when you hear the words war games? Like, oh. y- you get to do that, dude. <laughs> like, it, It's the Horsemen versus Team WCW. It's NWO versus WCW. It's the triple threat and the, the, the NXT championship match that happened, the war games match. That was insane. Yeah, it was. And to be able to say, hey, I'm adding my own entry into this forever and a day, even after I'm long gone. This is going to be a part of the annals of wrestling history. This is my legacy. This is a, a start of it. It's pretty cool. And, dog, you're doing it with John Hennigan, and you're doing it yep. with Tommy Dreamer, a, an yep. icon in this business. You're doing oh, it with Shane Strickland and Sammy Callahan and Abyss and Jimmy. And like, mm-hmm. holy hell, man! Like, pinch me, right? It's a it's a who's who, man. But you know what? Now, now with with that, yes, it's great to be in the ring with guys like that. But now that means what's expected of me 
now elevate. Yeah, no now, question. I have to rise to the occasion to show that I belong in that position. That's a great so I point. Accept it as a challenge. That's a great point, man. And it's a huge opportunity, but you're right. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, this is the world that I'm living in. Like, this is mm-hmm. this is where I am, and, and people have to know that I'm all about it, man. Um, do you – do you? okay, because of your size. We referenced your size earlier. Because of your size mm-hmm. – look, you're not the first guy that's been 400, 500 pounds to step into a squared circle, right? Like oh, there, not at all. There have been plenty of them. Did mm-hmm. you attempt to talk to any of those guys – you know, the, the big shows of the world, to try to get some advice from them about things that you have to deal with that clearly the average guy in that locker room doesn't have to deal with? Um, I did. I did and I do. Um, Fred Ottman, of course, Shockmaster, yep. Type Stone, yep. many, many iterations. He's one of my first mentors, and I still talk to him on a regular basis to this day. And he's one of those first guys that said you have to be imposing. You have to impose your will on that ring. He's like, don't be a bump on a log. Be active. And if anyone remembers Typhoon, he flew around that ring. Correct. He, he was Absolutely. No Absolutely. No doubt. You know, 6'5", three, you know, 360, almost 400 pounds, and he was flying like a cruiserweight at times. Same thing with Bam Bam. I didn't have the opportunity to speak to Bam Bam. Unfortunately, he, he left us well before I got started. Um, but one of the guys I did get to talk to was Big Daddy V, Fitzra. Um, wow. He said the same thing. He's like, your conditioning is key. He's like, yeah, you're a big guy. But if you want to be, you know, somebody that moves around and does things well, work on your conditioning. Be, you know, do be in shape for your shape. That was the best thing he told me. That's huge, man. You know, and then short, you know, maybe about a year after that, he ended up, you know, leaving us as well. Um, and currently, you know, a couple of mentors that are helping me are MVP and Low Key, as a matter of fact. Um, so there are a couple two pretty of guys good ones, really, bro. Like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> pretty good, definitely. One. So oh. they're, you know, always imparting wisdom to me and knowledge and just saying, hey. You got this. Like you got the talent. Show them why you belong here. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right, Barrington. I, I know uh, War Games will start airing on MLW uh, this week on Friday night on BN Sports. But mm-hmm. let me get plugs in for you as well. What can I plug for you, social media wise, t shirts, oh, anything man. like that? So let's start from the top. Facebook.com slash Hughesypoo. Like it, share it, retweet it, all that. Twitter at Hughesypoo. Uh, Snapchat Hughesy Dash Poo. Uh, Instagram. The real Hughesy-Poo. Everything is Hughesy-Poo. Why do I choose Hughesy-Poo? Because you're going to remember. You're like, correct. Oh, as soon exactly. as you say it. As soon as you say it, I'm just like, man, I'm so glad that I just heard Barrington Hughes say the words Hughesy-Poo today. <laughs> oh, yeah. It started off as a joke nickname between me and BJ, and I just ran with it. And he's like, oh. that's your brand. I'm like, yep. <laughs> gold, man. That's gold, dude. <laughs> I um, love it. Barrington Hughes, I want to thank you for being a friend. Uh, no for problem. traveling down this road and back again with me here on uh, on jobbing out. Seriously, I will be in touch with MCW. We have to make this happen to get Absolutely. you up here. You bring so much joy to me as a professional wrestling fan. This was uh, so a, a delight chatting with you, dude. Continued Absolutely. success. Let's do it again, all right? Absolutely, Glenn. Thank you so much, brother. Take care. Okay, so that was awesome. Uh, selfishly, today, as we record, this is actually my birthday, and that was a pretty cool birthday present, so I'm down with that. Um, all right, that's we're actually going to just wrap up. I'm going to bring AJ back here in a second to help me wrap it up for the week uh, because we've been doing shows that have been too long, and we just don't want to keep doing that. So whatever we didn't get to this week, we promise we will get to it next week. We will hold it over, and we will talk more about it then. But thanks 
of course, to uh, Barrington Hughes. Thanks also uh, earlier to Dr. Britt Baker, who were awesome. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is my website as well for you to check me out there. Let me go get AJ real quick. All right, AJ's back. Let me uh, let me just wrap with you real quick, dude. Um, plugs, things like that. What does everybody need to know what's going on as you await uh, the next phase of your career? Uh, yeah, so uh, as I always like to tell you guys, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. That's Instagram, Twitter, even Xbox. You can find me there. Um, I play a lot of video games, so if you want to play Fortnite or FIFA or I'm going to get the new Spider-Man game, you know, hit me up. Uh, you know, just let me know what's good. Awesome. Uh, but you can, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. And um, I got music coming out. I got interviews and and i also um you know getting ready for um i know i'm gonna be somewhere soon so i'm just waiting love it man hey dude appreciate it uh we will uh, talk to you next week all right for sure bro very good for uh aaron and for the main Ah, there it is. I, uh, AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out.